living water, God. I thank you, Lord God, for that water that I can drink and never thirst again. I thank you for the Holy Ghost, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Ghost tonight, that living water. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. We're drinking at the springs of living water. Happy now am I, my soul, they satisfy. Praise God. You may be seated. We want to get into our Bible study again tonight. Amen. We've been talking about a life of prayer. Amen. And this is very important to every child of God. Amen. To be a child of God, there are certain things that becomes a part of your lifestyle. And prayer is part of a Christian's lifestyle. You show me a person that said they're a Christian and they don't have a continual prayer life, I will question their born-again experience. Amen. We have got to pray. Amen. It is our network to the throne of grace. There's been so many songs written about prayer, and prayer is so important, uh, amen, to us. Prayer is as old as as creation. We saw the last time we was together, we saw that even back, the Bible says, when after Seth was born, amen, that, that man began to call upon the Lord, amen. And so prayer is, is old. And we have so many examples in the Word of God for our lives, amen. We, we see men that was prayers, and they prayed constantly. Daniel prayed, amen. Uh, constantly, three times a day. He was continuously in prayer. And so we must pray. Amen. Prayer is so important. Amen. It's just talking to God. If I say I'm a Christian, then I should have a love relationship with my Heavenly Father to where I'm talking and communicating with them continually. Amen. We need to communicate with God. Communications is a two-way street. We talk, we allow God to talk. Amen. And it's important that we keep that relationship with Him in prayer. Praise God. We saw last week that prayer is asking and receiving. When you know not the will of God regarding a need, whether it be material or spiritual, you can ask and receive. This is prayer according to the revealed will of God. Maybe we don't know what God's will is, so we can pray and we can ask God. God, like David said, David didn't know if he should pursue uh, to try to overtake the enemy that had taken his family and his wife, his children, and his men's children. So David went to the Lord in prayer, and he says, God, shall I pursue? And the Lord says, pursue and you shall take all. That's praying for the revealed will of God to transpire in our lives. Amen. And these situations we're facing, amen, we don't know a lot of times what the will of God is right now. Amen. But we can ask God. We can seek God. And when God gives us an answer, that's the path we need to walk down. Amen. Prayer is seeking and finding when you do not know the will of God regarding a need, whether it's material or spiritual, then you can seek his will and prayer concerning uh, this need. Amen. Until you find it. Prayer is knocking and opening when you know the will of God and yet you find a closed door. You know, this is important. Amen. That the persistency. Amen. It's what this is talking about. When when the doors close, but you just keep pounding on the door. Amen. Until it opens. It's kind of like if you find a rock out in your yard, a great old big rock that you may have has been in your front yard and you didn't know it was there. But if you keep pounding it and pounding it and beating on it, pretty soon it's going to break. Amen. And, and, and you'll be able to get it out of there. There are some things that you're going to have to keep pounding. You're going to have to keep knocking. You're going to have to keep seeking. You're going to have to keep answering, asking God, amen, for it to be open. And as long as you're persistent, amen, and you stay with it, you will find that God will open the door for you. Amen. Why should we pray? 
and he spake a parable unto them in Luke 18, 1, Jesus says, he spake a parable unto this in that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Amen. We need to never give up. Amen. It's so easy to give up. You know, the problem with a lot of times with prayer is, is, is like anything else if we're not careful. It's just like reading your Bible or your marriage. If you get too comfortable with it and you think you got it all down pat and you know it, you'll stop. You'll give up. You won't try to improve on it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I read my Bible through last year, so I'm not going to read my Bible through this year. You know, oh, I've read that already. Oh, I know what that's going to say. No, you must continue for development and spiritual development and spiritual growth. You've got to continue in things. You can't just say, oh, I got it, and that's it. Because the Word of God is living. Amen. And when you go to God in prayer, you see this throughout Scripture. If you look at Acts chapter 6, Look at Acts chapter 6. Now, while we're going to Acts 6, we saw that in Acts 2 a few weeks ago. Uh, I brought out the point there, amen, after they was Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, and they asked him, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word was baptized. There was added unto them the same day about 3,000 souls. And they what? They continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Continue. Amen. That's what's got to transpire. We've got to continue. We're not there yet. Now, notice Acts 6. We know this story here in Acts 6, verse 1 through verse 5. Amen. They had a dispute here about uh, the Grecians being used in the church here. And it says, In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Now notice verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to what? Prayer and to the ministry of the word. Amen. They says we're not going to worry about these tables. We're going to give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of God's word. Amen. And this is continually. Notice what they say. We're going to continue to do this. And so we've got to continue to do this. If we say we're part of the early church and we're following the pattern that God has given for us, then we too must follow the pattern that is set before us. And they set a pattern of continuous prayer and giving themselves to the Word of God. So Jesus says here in Luke 18, 1, I would that men would pray and not faint. Praise God. That, let's look at that whole passage here in Luke 18. Amen. What Jesus is talking about here. Amen. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, starting with verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them, unto this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversaries. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wearies me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. 
And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man come, will he find faith on the earth? You see, your continual prayer will increase your faith. Amen. This is what Jesus is trying to get us to see here. You, The more you keep coming, it's going to strengthen your faith. He used the analogy of a judge and a widow. She need to be avenged. He says, how much more? She keeps coming. He, the judge says, I'm going to get rid of her enemy unless she wear me to death. Amen. Now notice Jesus says, how much more if we keep crying, if we keep coming? What happens the more we pray, brothers and sisters, it increases your faith. You're you're building your faith when you don't even realize it because you are believing. When something is inside of you saying, if I keep going to God, he's going to hear me. He's going to answer me. And as you keep going, as you keep coming, and when God answers, it's going to increase your faith more and more and more. So we have to keep Prying that door and pushing at that door. So this is one reason we need to pray is because we may have things that is bugging us and, and causing us trouble or someone and we need them to get rid of. Maybe it's on your job. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's a co-worker or somebody that's just oh, bothering you all the time and saying all evil against you falsely and accusing you of all kinds of wrong things. Amen. This is the kind of reason you need to go to God in prayer. Yes, inside you might want to take vengeance in your own hand you know because somebody keep messing with you and going on and on and on you know you want to be like my bell pretty soon reach out and touch somebody but you need to allow the lord said vengeance is mine said the lord i will repay so as you keep going to god and petitioning him to remove that individual or to change that individual's heart when that individual is changed or that individual is moved, you know that God has answered your prayer, and it will increase your faith. Amen. We don't want God to take them out completely. We want them to save them. That's usually the way I pray against my enemies. God, save them. Amen. Save them from their you know, evil a heart and evil mind. Amen. And as a result, because I would love to see them to be saved. I think I may have told you the story about when I first got to Okinawa, I had a guy that hated my guts. You know, he did not like the idea that I was the senior enlisted, you know, and, and, and was a Christian. He hated my guts. But I just kept pounding the door. Just kept pounding the door. Kept pounding the door. Amen. And one day I went left on Thursday at lunchtime. I walked into the chapel to do my lunchtime Bible study. Amen. And he was sitting on the front row. Amen. And I says, oh, you came to Bible study today. And he said, you come in here to do Bible study? Come to find out he had cancer, you know. And he, he was coming into the chapel to pray. He was now he was seeking after God, you know. But we become very good best friends amen and you know he got saved i baptized him in the name of the lord jesus god filled him with the holy ghost i mean he he and i became prayer partners amen on sunday saturday morning when i had to go to the church for for prayer you know he lived right behind the church and he became my prayer partner amen and i mean to watch god work in his life praise god to change him from that bitterness to salvation and when he passed away years later with melanoma, man, I mean, that was probably one of the, the most highlighted funerals. I will never forget that funeral as long as I live. I mean, I, they wanted a dry eye in that chapel, man. And I mean, when, when the guy starts singing, when Jesus steps out on the cloud to call his children, amen, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and he starts singing that song, and then when he... Finished, I mean, one of those C-5 galaxies, the engines for that airplane came across that chapel, and all you could hear was those engines whistling, and it was as God says, I'm taking him home. Praise God. I mean, you know, you never know. 
So we we need to pray. We need to pray. Amen. And and not faint. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. And you you read in in Revelation chapter eight. Look at Revelation chapter eight real quick here. Amen. Oh, prayers never die. Oh, prayers never die. Amen. Uh, Revelations chapter eight. Verse 1 through uh, verse 4 here. Amen. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them was given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it up with the prayers of the saints upon the altar of the golden altar which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand and the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth and there was voices and thundering and lightning and an earthquake amen oh prayers never die those prayers you're sending up don't lose hope don't lose faith don't lose don't faint. Don't quit. Amen. God has still got them in control. Amen. You, you, can, you can put it to the bank. Amen. He's going to answer one way or the other. Amen. So you need to realize that. Oh, prayers doesn't, doesn't die. Amen. Oh, Haman thought he had reached his goal. He thought, I'm, I'm going to get rid of all the Jews. I'm going to get rid of Mordecai. And all of a sudden, man, they had been praying. They had been fasting. Amen. Esther's been fasting. Mordecai has been fasting, the Jews have been praying and fasting, and then all of a sudden, God moved on the, the king's heart in the middle of the night, and the king couldn't sleep, and the king jumped up and says, bring me the book, what has been done for Mordecai, amen, and all of a sudden, they realized nothing had been done for Mordecai, if you read the book of Esther, amen, and all of a sudden, the king says, uh, who's in the court, and they says, Haman, he says, tell him to come in here real quick, and Haman comes in, and the king says, Haman, what should be done to the man that the king desires to honor? And Haman is thinking, is talking about him. And Haman says, I tell you what, put him on some royal apparel, and put him on the king's horse, and put a crown on his head. And the king, Hezra, says, well, go ahead and do that to Mordecai right now. Amen. And Haman didn't know what to do after that. Amen. He realizes his, his, his goal, what he was plan, amen, was going to be toward it, amen. He knew he was in some serious trouble now, amen, because Mordecai was being elevated, amen. Because I come to tell you, church, prayers don't die. God God is holding them, amen. That's why we pray. And, you know, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. That's why Jesus says, and when you pray, say, thy will be done, amen. Let his perfect will be done. He's working when we can't see him working. He knows when the right time. This is why we cannot give up. This is why James, uh, the writer of Hebrews 11, uh, 6, uh, 11, 6 says that he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. When we seek God, we don't want to give up. We don't want to go back. We don't want to stop. Keep pounding the door. Amen. And God will answer us. Amen. We pray because Jesus says so. It's, prayer is imperative. You are commanded to pray. Jesus says in Matthew twenty six forty one. he says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. This is why you got to keep your flesh under subjection. This is why you've got to walk in the Spirit so that you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. Your flesh don't want you to get on your knees and stay there and talk to God. Your flesh don't want you to get up at the nautical hour, amen, and have a talk with Jesus. Your flesh want to rest. Your flesh want to sleep. But you've got to be the overcomer. You, When God wakes you, if you're feeling God urging you and pushing you, 
to come to your secret garden, to come to that secret place and to seek him. Amen. You need to get up. You need to move. Amen. Because God may have something special for you. Amen. And so Jesus says, watch and pray that you enter not in the temptation. Amen. I feel of the Holy Ghost uh, that what we're going through right now is nothing. Amen. I feel in the Holy Ghost of the Lord that there's more evil coming that you and I is not going to believe the things that are going to transpire. Amen. There's going to be so much evil. If you think 2020, open your eyes, wait to 2021 and 2022, God says. There's going to be so much evil coming down the pipeline that if you're not rooted and grounded in faith amen you're going to be shaken so jesus says now watch and pray keep your eyes on the prize keep your eyes stay alert amen what is coming keep your faith stay strong don't give up don't look back amen keep pressing on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of god so watch Stay alert. Amen. As, as Peter, I mean, Paul told us in Ephesians 6, he says, put on the whole armor of God. But notice your offenses weapons are the word of God and prayer. You've got to stay alert. You've got to watch. Amen. Watch your surroundings. Watch the temptations that are coming. Watch the evils that are coming. Be aware of these things. Amen. As soon as you get wind of them, as soon as you start sinning, you need to talk to God. You need to pray to God about that situation, about that circumstance, so that you're not drawn away and tempted when these things come your way. Amen. James tells us in James 4, 2. Amen. He says, you have not. He says, you lust and you have not. You kill and you desire to have and cannot attain. Yet you fight in war. Yet you have not. Why? Because you ask not. Ask. Amen. We need to ask. That's the only way we're going to get things from God. Amen. You've got to ask him for it. Amen. Yes, he knows the things I have need of. But like any father, you know, I might just sit there and wait until you ask. You know, you can be there hungry, starving. You know, I used to get on my soldiers all the time, you know, because every formation in the morning, I would always ask anybody's got any problems. You know, they sit there sometimes get prideful and don't come. And then all of a sudden they have problems. And the next thing I know, then I have to get in their case. You know, why didn't you come and tell me? I kept asking you, did you have anybody have any problems? So I could have helped you out. I could have sent you and directed you in the right direction. And that's what God is saying to us. Look, you know, if you've got situations, if you've got problems, he says, come. Cast all your cares upon me, for I care it for you. Amen. You don't keep walking around with it. You know, yes, we can endure some things. Yes, we can bear. But let's take it to the Lord. What he says in Matthew 28, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy and my burdens are light. God wants to help us. Amen. And that's what he said in Isaiah 41. Fear thou not, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness, saying, Fear not. I'm not going to walk around carrying problems and, and stuff that I, you know, shouldn't. If God is going to take care of it for me, I'm presenting it to him. Amen. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to step back and watch him work so I can have my faith increase. So ask and knock and seek. Amen. Don't give up. Amen. Praise God. Notice in, in, in Luke chapter 11 here, Luke chapter 11, uh, what Jesus says about another uh, parable here. Let me see. Uh, where is it at here? Yeah, verse 5. Well, verse 11, let's start with verse 1 because he's talking about prayer here. Amen. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, which of ye, when you pray, say, 
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you, having a friend, and shall go to him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asked of a fish, will he give him for a fish a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Amen. So maybe you're seeking the Holy Ghost. What did Jesus say? Don't stop. Keep asking. Amen. But notice the word importunity, persistent. Amen. Now, one one writer says that it means because he would be so ashamed and so embarrassed the next day if his friend starts saying to others, I went to my friend last night and he wouldn't even get up and give me a loaf of bread because my friend came. I had some guests. He wouldn't help me. He could have helped me. And, and so one commentary said he would be ashamed not to do that. So Jesus says, amen, because of his importunity, because of the persistent, he will get up and give him what he needs. Amen. And this is important. You stop and think about Abraham now. You remember when God told Abraham, he says, Abraham, God says, should I not tell Abraham what I'm about to do? Amen. With Sodom and Gomorrah. And when God told Abraham, what did Abraham do? He became persistent. Amen. Asked him God. He says, God, if you find 50 righteous, will you destroy it? God says, nope. If I find 50, I won't destroy it. He says, God, don't be angry with me. What if I find 45? If you find 45, God said, if I find 45, I won't be angry. Abraham says, God, don't be mad with me. Let me ask you again. If I find you find 40, he goes all the way. Know the story goes all the way down to 10. And God says, if I find 10, Abraham, I will not destroy it. Amen. And, and, but notice the persistency here. Amen. To keep asking, to keep asking, to keep knocking. Amen. And this is important that we don't give up. Let, think about Jacob. Amen. Jacob, is, is God has told him to go home. But inside of him, he's realized, my brother has said, I'm going to kill you when, when I see you again. So with inside of Jacob, he realized, man, I've got to have an answer. You know, I know I heard from God. I've already told my wife. I've already told my children. We're going home. But there was something inside of Jacob still bothering him. So Jacob had to have an answer. So when he come to the forge of Jabok, we know the story. Jacob gets along there at night, and he wrestled with the man until the breaking of the day. And Jacob got a hold of him. Amen. And the man said, let me go for the day break it. And Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man says, what is your name? And he says, Jacob. He says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. Amen. Because you have found favor with both God and with man. Amen. And so notice, 
the persistency. It would have been easy for Jacob to let go, especially when his hip is jerked out of joint, when it's painful. It's sometimes easy to quit when the pain is gets so strong in your life, when it's just constantly pain is bugging you. It's easy to quit, but Jacob would not let go. And so the man said to Jacob, because you have prevailed, you did not let go. Amen. You held on. Your name is changed from Jacob to Israel. Amen. The persistency. Sometimes when you're going through some things, I'm here to tell you, it's painful sometimes, church. But you've got to keep persistent until you get your answer. And when Jacob crossed that ford of Jabbok for the rest of his life, he would walk with a limp. But guess what? He had his answer. He knew what was going to transpire. God had already gone before him, touched Esau's heart. Amen. Softened Esau's heart. Amen. And he was ready to do to Jacob what he had promised Jacob from day one when he left. Because God had told Jacob, I will bring you back to this very place that I that you have left, that you set up this pillar. Amen. And prayed and anointed. God will do what he says he will do. You just stay persistent. Amen. Don't give up. Think about Daniel. We know, amen, even though the king signed a decree, Daniel was persistent in his prayer. Amen. He still opened the window three times a day and still prayed and sought after God. So don't give up. Don't let go. Amen. Think about the Syrophoenician woman. Amen. The disciple says, Lord, send her away. She's crying after us. Jesus says, it's not meat to take the children's bread to give to dogs. She says, truth, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Amen. That importunity, that persistent. Amen. I'm not going to let go. I know you got the answer that I need. You're the only one that can heal my daughter. Amen. And I'm not letting go. You can call me a dog. You can call me whatever, but you've got the answer. Praise God. And we must continue to be persistent in our continual seeking after God. Amen. Praise God. That's why we pray. Amen. It's joy in prayer. John sixteen twenty four. John chapter 16, verse 24. Ooh. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name, Jesus says. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy might be full. Think about it. God wants your joy full. The same way you hear me talk about your faith should be running off the charts. Your joy should be running off the charts. If you know God... He wants your joy to be full. He wants you to He wants you to have everything. This is what the Psalmster says in Psalm sixteen eleven. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Psalm sixteen verse eleven. See, God wants your joy to be full. That's why you pray. Amen. He don't want you to be despondent. He don't want you to have low self-esteem. He don't want you to be down. Amen. He wants you, his children, to be filled with joy and excitement and elation every day. Amen. He wants when you get up off your knees to be full. Amen. With joy unspeakable, as the song says, and full of glory. And the half has never yet been told. Amen. He wants you to be excited. To, to know that he's your heavenly father and he's taking care of you. Amen. Because the Psalmist says in Psalms 34, 6, Amen. I sought the Lord and he heard me and saved me out of what? 
all of my troubles. Amen. Psalms 34, 6. So, so prayer will save you out of your troubles. Uh, amen. Call upon me in the time of trouble, and I will hear you and deliver you, and you will glorify my name, the substance said. The Lord said in Psalms 50, 15. And, amen. In verse 50, I mean, chapter 50, verse 23. Whoso offered praise glorifieth me, and to him that order his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. God will answer. God will deliver. Amen. That's why Psalms 91. Amen. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty in the time of trouble. What? He will give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and dragon. You shall trample on the feet. Amen. Notice the last verse, what it says there. I will make known to him my salvation. Amen. God will show you the deliverance. Amen. Now notice what the psalmist prayed there in Psalms 3. Psalms 3. David says, and this, some attributes this Psalms 3 uh, when Absalom was trying to kill his father David. And Absalom, and the Lord says, Lord, how increase are they that trouble me? Many there be which rise up against me. Many there be which saith of my soul, there is no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are the glory, and you are the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hills. Selah, I lay me down, and I slept. I awake, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people which have set themselves around me, against me round about. Arise, O Lord, and save me, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbones. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto thee, and blessings upon your people. Amen. God will be with us. God will protect us. This is why we pray. Amen. In the times of trouble, in the times of situation, call upon him. Amen. He will save us and deliver thee. Amen. Fret not. Fear thou not. Uh, he says in Isaiah 43, when you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. Even in the fiery trials of your life, they should not kindle against you because I have called you by your name. You are mine, saith the Lord. Praise God. God will be with us. Amen. Because, number four on your paper, because prayer can unlock the treasure chest of God's wisdom. Amen. Amen. God, it will unlock the treasure chest of God's wisdom. James says in James 1, 5, if any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and found not knowledge of witty inventions. Amen. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning of ever the earth was. When there was no fountains, I was brought forth. When there was no water abounding in the depths. Amen. Before the heavens were. Amen. I was brought forth before the mountains, before the hills, before the high parts of the dust of the earth. Amen. Wisdom. God will open the wisdom chest. Amen. To you. He will give you knowledge and understanding and discretion. Amen. How to deal with situations. How to deal with circumstance. How to deal with people. Amen. You will have so much wisdom that you will not know what to do with it. Amen. You'll be able to make right choices and right decisions. Amen. When you pray, ask God for wisdom. Notice what Solomon when God says, Solomon, ask what you will, and it will be given to you. And what does Solomon say? I want wisdom. He says, I don't know how to go out, and I don't know how to come in. I don't know how to lead your people, so I need wisdom. He's a young kid to pray like that. And God says, because you didn't ask for it to your enemies, head, you didn't ask for riches and honor and all that stuff, but you asked for wisdom, how to lead my people. He says, you not only get wisdom, 
but I'm going to give you riches and I'm going to give you everything else that you didn't even ask for. God will open the treasure chest. Think about the song we sung a few minutes ago. I have not seen and ear have not heard the things God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. What are we missing? Amen. He will open this treasure chest of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, riches and honor. It's all his. Amen. That's why the, that's why David prayed there in, in, in uh, First uh, Chronicles chapter twenty nine. He says, "God, all that is in heaven and earth is thine, and you are an exalted ahead above all. Riches and honor come from you. Power, you yours is the greatest. You you have power to give strength and might. Amen. Everything that we have need of, God has it. Amen. Praise God. Prayer." Verse number five, prayer is a channel of power. Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah says, he said in Jeremiah 33.3, he says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Wow. What do you want God to show you? Amen. He'll show you great and mighty things which you did not know. Amen. Think about it, Sister Michaela. Some stuff God has revealed to you by going to school that you didn't know. He's opened your understanding. I mean, there's so much that God brings to our understanding when we seek Him. You can find Him when you seek for Him with all your heart. Amen. Samuel says here in First Samuel twelve twenty three. He says, "Because it is a sin not to pray." Notice. Moreover, as for me, Samuel said, "God forbid that I should not should sin against the Lord and not cease to pray for you." Amen. Constantly praying daily for you. You don't have to worry. You've been prayed for. <laughs> Amen. It's a sin if I don't pray for you. Praise God. Every day. Two, three times a day. You know, for you and your loved ones, for your family. Amen. I'm calling out to God for you. As that song says, somebody is praying for you. When you feel all alone and you feel your heart would break into, just remember, somebody is praying for you because there's a sin if I don't pray for you. Amen. Praise God. That's why I seek God for you and on your behalf. Amen. We see in Romans, amen, chapter 10, amen, verse 11 and 12, because sinners can be saved when they pray in faith. Amen. Because whosoever. Offered praise, uh, glorifieth me, amen. Call upon me, amen, in the times of trouble, amen. Whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. Praise God. We can be saved. They can be saved. Amen. If we can get them to a point the where they begin to call upon God in prayer. Amen. We need to seek him, to seek his face continually. Praise God. How do we pray? I'm not going to get through this tonight, but you got the notes, and so you'll have to just bear with me and study on your own like you are doing anyhow in some cases. Amen. But we've got to keep praying. Amen. Because notice what Paul told Timothy there in 2 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 1 through 5. Paul says, I exalt, first of all, that supplications, prayer. Amen. First Timothy chapter two. First Timothy. Excuse me if I said second Timothy. I meant first Timothy. First Timothy chapter two, verse one. I exalt, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life in godliness and honesty. Amen. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would what? Have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. Amen. God wants everybody saved. He 
He's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. So Paul says, I'm the first and foremost, amen, is prayer, supplication, prayer, intercession, giving up thanks. See, when we start our prayer by giving God thanks, amen, God, I thank you that I have an opportunity just again to come before your presence, uh, to come into your presence with thanksgiving in my heart, amen. We need to realize the value of thanking God, amen. That's part of our prayer is to give him thanks uh, for the things that he do, amen. When Paul reads, when we read Romans chapter 1, amen, Paul is talking about I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but but then he goes on and he began to share with us here in Romans chapter 1. Amen. He says, excuse me, <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, amen, verse 16. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation of everyone that believe to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who know the truth and hold the truth, excuse me, and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifested in them. For God have showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world is clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. And watch this. Neither were they thankful. Amen. We've got to have a thankful heart. Amen. That's part of our prayer life. Amen. That thank God. Amen. You can think of all kinds of things to be thankful for. Amen. God, I thank you. I've got a roof over my head. I thank you. I got clothes on my back. I think I got a, a place to worship. I thank you. I've got a Bible to read. Amen. Because some places they don't have those things and they would just love to have them. Amen. We some things we take for granted where other people, amen, would would die to have some of the stuff that we have. Amen. So we have to be thankful because if we're not not thankful, then God won't give us anything else. Amen. We've got to learn to have an attitude of gratitude. Praise God. Amen. So number one is to always be thankful. Amen. And we've got to keep on our whole armor of God. Amen. So that we don't give up and don't re and realize that our prayers do not die. Amen. We have got to keep the faith. We've got to hold to God's unchanging hand. Amen. We want to keep praying. Amen. That his will be done in everything that we do. Amen. It is important that we just keep praying and seeking God. Amen. Don't don't quit. Be persistent. Keep the faith. Hold the God's unchanging hands and continue to build your hope on things eternal. So where can you pray? You can pray anywhere. You're not limited. You know, when I heard people talk about, oh, I can't pray in, in school, I'm thinking, wait a minute, hold on. You know, why can't you pray in school? You, you know, uh, last time I checked, <laughs> you know, you can pray anywhere you want to pray. You know, I don't have to yell and scream and holler and shout to pray. You know, Jesus showed us that with the with the Pharisee and 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 the and the and the uh, publican. He said the publican just sat over in the corner and says, "Lord, forgive me a sinner." He says, "I tell you, he went down more justified than than the guy was talking about." All the things that he was. You know, you can pray. God can hear. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the only thing, time God won't hear you, you got sin in your heart. That's what the Bible says. If you have a nickel in your heart, I won't hear you. See, so so we have to realize God hear. What did Isaiah say there in 59? He says, God's hand ain't short that he can't reach you. His ear's not deaf that he can't hear. That's what Isaiah said. He says the thing that separates you from God is sin. See? And so that's why we come into his presence with thanksgiving. Amen.
we keep our relationship, our continual prayer life in God. Amen. And so it keeps sin away. The more I talk to God, the more I stay close to God. You know, that's why that's why David says in 51, he says, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts will you make me to know wisdom. So we have to make sure that we're doing the right thing. God will hear you. Amen. So you can pray anywhere. You can pray in the church. We see that. You know, we can pray in the house. We we see that intercession was being made for Peter while he was in prison. You know, guys are praying in prison. Look at Paul in silence. You know, when I used to go minister in the prison, those guys, I mean, they're praying all the time in there. You know, they're seeking God. They're, they're seeking God for deliverance. They're, they're seeking God for someone to come in to just to be able to talk to them. You know, there's a lot of prayer going up. You know, as, as somebody says, as long as there's tests in school, there'll always be prayer in school. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so let me encourage you, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Build your life of prayer. Don't ever stop. Don't ever faint. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. Amen. No matter what you're going through, no matter how painful it might be, you've got a God who with his angels is watching over you. You've got a God who with his angels will keep your enemies beneath your feet. You've got a God who's with you when you are sick and feeling well. And your God never fails. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Who is this who for our sorrow offer comfort and relief? Bring in sunshine to the dark and shadow life. Saying softly, cease repining, lift thy soul above his grief. Let the peace pass, understanding, still the strife. Oh, it is Jesus, Jesus. Well, sad ones weep no more. He will heal the brokenhearted, open wide the prison door. He is able to deliver evermore. Oh, it is Jesus, Jesus. Well, sad ones weep no more. He will heal the brokenhearted, open wide the prison door. He is able to deliver evermore. Jesus, I thank you so much, Father, for your goodness. I thank you so much for your word, God, that you give to us, O oh God. Your way, O oh God, is the only way. And I thank you for that highway to heaven, O oh God that none can walk up there but the pure in heart. Lord, I thank you tonight for your goodness to us. Lord, bless your people, Lord. Continue to strengthen and encourage them in every place. We love you, Father, and we thank you for your goodness for us. Amen. Don't forget our Sunday service. Amen. Prayer. Amen. Tomorrow, I'm sure you probably heard the governor is supposed to be implementing a mass mandate. Amen. Uh, and that's supposed to be going in effect tomorrow. So if that happens, then, you know, we're going to probably have to be more cautious when we come to church. So we're probably going to have to inside the church and stuff. When we're moving around, we we'll probably have to wear our mask, okay? So just so you're aware of that, you know, uh, as we see what this mandate and things that they're coming out with, uh, they're concerned because of a lot of high COVID and a lot of deaths are taking place. So. Let's keep it in prayer. Let's keep praying. Amen. And let's see what God will do on our behalf. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.